0: There are things that we experience but never talk about. A shadow moving in a corner. Flickering of the lights. A disembodied voice. We invite you to talk with us. Share your story. Share your evidence. Because this isn't just your story.
1: This is our story. This is Ghost Box Radio. And this is Ghost Box Radio on AM 950, where every week we talk about the paranormal, UFOlogy, Bigfoot, and just the unusual. My name is Greg Bakken, and thank you very much for joining me today. Patrick, do you know what day today is? It's Victory Sunday, I can say that much, but what else is it today? (laughs) I knew knew that's where you're going. Well, um, I'm going to tell you, okay, Uh, today is National Cookie Day, all right? Ooh. Now, you tell me— because we walked in together, how many cookies did you see around this station today? Like free for us to enjoy. I saw zero cookies today. Now, you weren't here for the great ice cream day folly of 2022. Adam was here that day. Char was our guest. And that also fell on the Sunday. And there was no free ice cream for us that day either. So, you seeing a pattern here? Yeah, I think you and me and Chad are going to have to have a talk about this. I think I think something needs to be done because I can guarantee you one thing, Patrick. If 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 if, if it was Matt McNeil, there'd be cookies here. Okay, <laughs> there'd be if it was a Friday, there'd be cookies for Matt McNeil. Is all I know. And uh also if you you know I know he wasn't here I don't know if he was in here all last week or just a couple of days last week but Matt has yet to ask me to guest host his show. And I think I think I have I think I have a reason why he hasn't done so yet. Why is that? Cuz I think he's listened to my show <laughs> and I think that he's made a smart move By, uh, finding literally anybody else to take care (laughs) of that for him. So, uh, you know, there is, there is that as well. But, uh, I just, I mean, I can't guarantee this is the end of our discussion about cookie day, okay? Okay, well, I won't name him, but we do have one now-banned guest host for Matt's show, so you're still a step ahead of them. <laughs> well, there, there you go. All right. Well, anyway, let's let's get down to business then. Uh, I'm really happy. I've been, I've been uh, wanting to have uh, my guest on today for a while. I'm really excited about this. Uh, Sam Beltrusis is the author of Ghosts of Salem and featured in Curse of Lizzie Borden. Uh, Shock Doc has penned more than a dozen paranormal-themed books, including Mass Murders and Ghosts of the American Revolution, one of my favorite topics. He's been featured on several national TV shows, including the travel channels A Haunting, Most Terrifying Places, Haunted Towns, and Haunted USA. He recently made a cameo in the documentaries The House in Between 2. And on several television programs, including Paranormal Night Shift, Most Terrifying with Jason Haas, and Forbidden History. He also appeared in Fright Club 1 and 2 with the Ghost Brothers and Jack Osborne on Disney+. Beltrusis is a sought-after lecturer who speaks at libraries, paranormal-related events across the country. In the past, he has worked for VH1, MTV.com, Newsweek, and ABC Radio, and as a regional stringer for the New York Times. Today, we're going to be talking about his most recent book, Related to Evil, and you can check out his website, SamBeltrusis.com. Sam, welcome to Ghost Box Radio.
0: Hey Greg, thank you so much for having me.
1: My gosh, your bio takes up one segment. You have so much going on. You're doing so many different things. I mean, well done is all I'm going to say about that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, sometimes I'm like I, I really push myself to you know to get out there and to meet as many people as possible and write as many books as possible. So it's definitely it's a passion of mine. So really grateful to have that opportunity.
1: Absolutely. Now, I'd like to invite all of our listeners to join into the conversation. To do so, to ask a question to Sam, you can call in 952-946-6205. That is Um, 952-946-6205. We're also live on AM 950 radio, but also streaming video on the following Facebook pages. You can watch us on AM 950, Things Network, MN Ghost Box, Free Spirited Network, RU Media, Skeleton Key Network, and Temple of Phoenix Rising Network. So please go there and support those pages as well. Feel free to leave any questions or comments on those pages, and we will ask Sam the appropriate question. Um, so, you know, first of all, I, I know this because we've been talking a little bit, that you finally have kind of taken a slight pause and came home today.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I was in in Harriman, Tennessee uh, in, in the middle of the Smoky Mountains, and it was an amazing adventure, but it was so cold. I was uh, with my good friend Richard Estep and, yep. uh, his, his team, and we were investigating the, the old historic Harriman Hospital in, in Tennessee. And have to say, it was definitely an spirited adventure. Plus, it was freezing. So there was no heat, obviously, because it's a abandoned hospital. And, um, but I was like, when, when it's that cold, I think it actually, uh, it, it, the activity was through the roof. So I was really grateful for that. We had an event last night, uh, where we, um, It was jam-packed with people, and we were... Uh, walking them through the hospital and doing an investigation, and there was just it, lovely people that warmed my heart. But the the hospital was so cold.
1: <laughs> i was going to say not warm enough, clearly, uh, to right, really right. warm you. But but no, that's really good to hear that you had all of that activity. Uh, Richard is uh, is somebody who I've loved. I've been trying to get on the show for a while. Uh, his book about Fox Hollow Farm is one of my favorites. Uh, so, and I've I've heard nothing but good things about him. And I saw that you two do a lot of events together because you were you went out over uh in his neck of the woods for a while too and did some events and whatnot just uh over uh november if i'm not mistaken
0: yeah so we we've we've seen each other so much about a couple of weeks but mm-hmm. yes we were we were in uh the i actually flew into denver uh we met up in denver my, my little brother justin he he lives in outside of denver okay uh and then we're, we're through kansas uh we we've visited uh, a location that that we, I can't talk about yet, but it's a, for an upcoming book project that Richard's working on. Nice. Uh, and we, then we investigated the McAteer Villa and yep. then spent time at the Sally House, which, mm-hmm. uh, having um, uh, there's three houses that I've refused I, I refused to go to, and Sally House is one of them. And was able to face my fears and investigate the Sally House with Richard Eustace.
1: Now, how, w- m- may I ask what the other two are? If you don't want to share, that's fine. I'm just curious. Yeah.
0: Well, the other two, and actually the other one I was able to go to with Richard Estep uh, earlier this year was the Hinsdale House, oh, New yeah. York. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, so, something about the elemental energy there uh, scared me, and so mm-hmm. like, I get I get these psychic red I get these like red flags, like don't go there, don't go there. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it's funny I was able to uh, to do it and to do it, and, and I mean, did I have did I have experiences? Absolutely, but nothing that I was I was expecting. So I was able to kind of walk through sort of an irrational fear that I had. With that, uh, and then Sally House is on the list, and then uh, the, the Conjuring House, which is okay. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm able to go on the land, but not on in the house. But the thing is, I'm doing an event coming up New Year's Eve at the Conjuring House, so, so I'll <laughs> be able to, to tackle the three locations that I swore I would never go to in one year.
1: That is well. That's good. It's it's always good to be able to do that. I think, right? Um, yeah,
0: go yeah, ahead. definitely. Yeah, once you, once you get through the once you get. Walking through the fear, you feel so accomplished. And you also, it's funny, like that you think that those locations, the ones that gave me the red flags, would be the ones that I would have the most profound experiences and And it's actually opposite. It's the ones that I'm not expecting to be the most active are the ones that I, I do have those. Uh, those overwhelming experiences.
1: That is that is pretty amazing. And what I didn't realize, I mean, I have investigated the McIntyre Villa a number of times now, and it's 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 off the hook as far as I'm concerned. But I never realized how close that was to the Sally House. I mean, it's literally just a couple roads over.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in, in Atchison, Kansas, and I, yep. I you know, I've never, never been to Kansas to be honest with you. So I was, it was a, a lovely little town, and mm-hmm. uh, it, with so many haunted locations, and even like Amelia Hart, uh her her um, her house, her birthplace house, was there, and I was able to visit that with Richard, and just at the the Missouri River it was just beautiful. I loved it, and you know, did I have kind of a, an intense time at the Sally House? Yeah, it was sort of like Richard was kind of like working with me. Uh, I would. I started hyperventilating every time mm-hmm. I would go up to the to the nursery upstairs. So uh, so it's one of those locations that um, you know, like it took me a while to get used to and acclimated to. Uh, but but yeah, the the Atchison by itself is just a, a lovely little town.
1: It is. It is now. So you've been traveling quite a bit, and it sounds like that uh, you had uh, just literally just breaking news in the Sam Beltrusis. World, that that there there is some there's some big announcement that just happened.
0: Yeah, so about five minutes ago, I was able to finally go on the record. Uh, so there's a convention in Michigan. It's the Michigan Paranormal Convention. Been wanting to, to be a part of that for many many years. It's the sort of the premier paranormal Mm -hmm. convention. And uh, I was asked to be a featured speaker uh, coming up in August. So it's their uh, year number 13 at the the MI Paracon 2023. So I'm grateful to be a guest coming up at this August.
1: That is fantastic news. I mean, there is, there just isn't anything bigger than that uh, as far as the conventions go, and uh, you know, as far as anybody who wants like to have a table or anything there, it's like I think you're already out of luck if you want to get a vendor table because they yeah. sell out that quickly. There, I mean, you're right. There isn't anything bigger.
0: And that's just that's a testament to you the the organizers. I mean, they do. A, I, I hear they do a great job. Cause I've actually never been there, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's something that I've always wanted to be a part of. And you know, a lot of a lot of my readers and people that have seen me on TV, uh, they're like, why why haven't you even done Michigan? I'm like, well, they haven't asked me, but but they asked me this year, so. Happy that's, about
1: that. That's great news. I might see you out there. I might be going this year. I think for sure I'm going to be seeing you out at uh, the Gettysburg Bash because I've been asked to take part in a roundtable out there. So because um, I, I think you're going to that, right? I think I thought I saw your 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 picture yeah, on there. Yeah,
0: so I, I've, I've gone to the Gettysburg Bash uh, for three years. I was not, not able to go this past year because of uh, other commitments this year. But um, but yeah, so I I love Gettysburg and I, I mm-hmm. love uh, going to the Gettysburg Battlefield. Dash. So yeah, I I was asked to go back uh, coming up this year and uh, and can't wait to be there.
1: That is fantastic. Why don't we do this? Let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with author and lecturer Sam Beltrusis. We're going to talk about his most recent book. You're listening. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM nine fifty. Are you dreading Monday, hating life, and living for the weekends? It might be time for some life changes. Pamela Topchian is a board-certified hypnotherapist at hypnobreakthrough.com, and she can help. Consultations are always free, and you'll also receive a complimentary sample session to try out. Get in touch on hypnobreakthrough.com or send a message on social media, Hypnobreakthrough or Pamela Marie Topchian, and she can help you. Give it a try, and I think you'll really be satisfied with that. Now, welcome back to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. My name is Greg Bakken, and thank you for joining us. Our guest today is lecturer, television personality, who has appeared on many paranormal television shows and author, Sam Beltrussis. We are talking about his recent book, Related to Evil, that is available on Amazon. And please check out his website, sambeltrusus.com. Sam, what you may not know, though, is I wrote a book actually called uh, – I I called it uh, Married to Evil and uh it was uh it was it was very painful to write but you know it, you okay. I, I think as an author right you have to really go through the pain on some of this stuff don't you to really come yeah, out Yeah
0: yeah to... yeah I mean like the it's funny cuz every every time I convention often they they're like oh look I, they wrote a book about me like related to evil <laughs> uh I, 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 a lot, I get a lot of comments about the the Evil, the related to evil title, uh in, in the cover, which is a, like a bloody hatchet. <laughs>
1: it, it is, it is, but but there is a there is a purpose that maybe if if people are just looking at, it, aren't going to realize that there is a there is a purpose why you called this book this, and a very very distinct purpose.
0: Yeah, so the kind of give you some backstory with me. I've written fifteen books altogether. Um, I. Specialized in Salem and the Salem Witch Trials for many years. I was a tour guide. I was the author of two books on Salem, uh, Ghost of Salem, and also Wicked Salem. And so I was a tour guide. And uh, my mother, who um, is uh, de- definitely – she, she wants to be a, pr- a private investigator. That was always sort of her passion. But she turned that passion to Ancestry.com. And, uh, she wanted to find out our whole lineage on her side because we didn't know much about it. So she, her last name, her maiden name is Hughes. Uh, and she started doing a lot of work on Ancestry.com and uncovered some gold mines in our family lineage. Uh, and a lot of those, those gold mines tie into what I have written about and uh, studied for many years. Uh, the first, the first revelation that my mother uncovered was that I'm related to the Putnam family mm-hmm. who were the mm-hmm. major accusers in the Salem witch trials. And that was heartbreaking to me because I have given tours uh, in Salem for years and talked about the spirits, and a lot of the spirits are victims of the Salem Witch Trials of 1692. So the idea that we were uh, perpetrators uh, broke my heart, and specifically Ann Putnam Jr., uh, who was one of the afflicted girls, uh, is our distant cousin. And uh, that was the first big drop that my mother uh, found out, and then the second was Lizzie, and that... that the first one broke my heart. The yeah. second one terrified me. So there were two uh, different reactions to the, the, the family ties. And the Lizzie Borden uh, tie is actually not just one, through one part of the family line, but for, through two parts. So uh, we're doubly connected to, to Lizzie Borden, who was acquitted of murdering her father and stepmother in 1892.
1: That's incredible. I mean and you it know is. so uh, let me ask you this and and uh, I hope you're okay me going down this this line of questioning so don't you know feel free to be like no let's let's not do this but I'm you know it's you you have gifts uh right. you, we talked about that I've also I've I've known about this uh you know did you ever did you ever feel that that you might have been in this related situation with either parts of these prior to uh, finding out formally,
0: yeah. So I, I i i felt I felt called to these stories. So I think that that part of my abilities did kind of draw me to New England. I mean, I'm originally from Florida. Sure, Florida and well, Florida. My my dad was in Chicago, so I, there was no reason for me to go to college in New England, go to school in Boston, live in Boston for uh, for a long time. Uh, so. There there has been a psychic pull to these stories, specifically the Salem witch trials. And then Lizzie Borden was kind of happened organically. Uh, but yeah, so maybe deep down in my gut, I knew something was going on. I never thought it would, it would be Lizzie Borden. I, I would, I would say based on like, sort of like my empathy and uh, just how, how passionate I'm, I'm about telling the stories of the Salem witch trials victims. I thought it would be one of the victims and not one of the perpetrators.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting how all that happens. Now, I, I guess the other question I had, which I when I was when I was kind of going through the book and when we were getting ready for the show today, I just had wondered, did you have you ever thought anything that you might have had a past life during these eras?
0: I I have been told that I have done past life regression before and, you know, for like the the, the different the, yeah I mean I feel a I feel a cosmic pull I mean, maybe not uh, specifically Lizzie Borden or the Salem witch trials but I did I did feel uh, a pull to New England uh, it's the my past life progression was actually a different gender so which makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense to me because I'm really when it comes to connecting to the spirit realm I connect strongly with women and specifically women who are outcasts uh, one of my past lives through the regression, I was a woman who was being stoned to death, uh, in, in French Guiana. So it was like, it was, it was uh, you know different gender. Someone who challenged the status quo, who was, uh, I, what I got from the dream or from the regression was, uh, that she was ostracized by the community and, ex- and ultimately executed for, uh, having a be- baby out of wedlock. Uh, so, and the, the, and the the, I actually pulled things like, so I did, had multiple recurring dreams, which caused me to do the past life regression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I have been told that i also have ties to the Salem Witch trials before too, but as a, vic- one of the victims. Uh, and, and so, so yeah, so I, I have thought about that, uh, and I have, have pursued it, but it wasn't, it's, it's similar, it's similar idea that, that people who challenge the status quo and kind of are other, otherized by, by the status quo. So, uh, so it's. I think that if I do have a connection, it's that. It's that the ones that were different uh, were the ones that were executed or persecuted for being different.
1: It is just. It is really something to hear about about this. You know, I think that uh, you know that's that's what makes this book so interesting because it, it's it's personal isn't it? I mean, it's, 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 it's a level that you don't find with, I mean, there's, and there's a lot of great books out there. We just talked about a great author, uh, that, you know, this one is super personal. I mean, it's probably one that you never thought that you'd be writing after all these books that you'd be writing something about this.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that was a, was a, um, a journey for me. It was a shocking journey for me. It was, uh, there's a there's a rawness to the story Uh, i'm putting it all out there uh including you know i i've been sober for 13 years so it was sort of like me talking about my sobriety and uh and and how my gifts sort of developed after the sobriety and also when you're talking about family Mm -hmm. you're talking it's it's different than talking about someone who was executed you know it, it, it there's it's a different vibe when you're talking about your family member, even though they're distant family members, there's something. It's really personal when you're when you're when you're talking about uh, people that you feel connected to. So yeah, it's definitely a personal book for me. Um, I I feel like that I was, it's a book that I was supposed to write, yeah. Uh, and it's a project that presented itself to me, and it's sort of like a my my whole life makes sense now uh, kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, this this is why I moved to New England. Oh, this is why. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, like, oh, uh, moments while writing this book and, and piecing it together.
1: There's so much to talk about. This was our short break. So let's take another break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with author and lecturer Sam Beltrusis. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. I I forgot. That uh, hearing your voice, Patrick, throughout the entirety of my own show, doing all the the commercials and stuff, I forgot. This is Patrick AM or was this Patrick 950? I forget which one it is. I think it was Patrick AM was what we decided. Patrick (laughs) AM, AM, yeah. No, I mean this is why you're driving up in limousines and I'm driving up in a 2004 2004 Ford Explorer. I can't even say what it is. I'm so – there's still not a cookie here you know it just this is this is the only good thing about today so far is 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 my guest that i'm going to get back to in a second but uh, just really wanted to remind everyone that ghost stories and beyond returns to Billy's and anoka this wednesday december 7th At six thirty PM, join Char Savoy and myself as we stream in into the basement of this uh, of this uh, restaurant. Bigfoot researcher Robert Robinson spend the evening asking him questions about Bigfoot, share your stories, or even chat about ghosts and UFOs. He's well versed in all of it. We're even giving away a copy of his newest book, International Legend Tripping. It's ten dollars a ticket to come on in. Does not include food, but the food is amazing. The waitstaff is amazing. The location is amazing. And we're going to see you all there Wednesday, December 7th at 6.30 p.m. at Billy's in Anoka for Ghost Stories and Beyond. Also, I just wanted to do a quick shout-out. French Quarter Medium, Maria Shaw's Holiday Psychic Fair. That's this coming weekend, December 10th and 11th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Minneapolis Airport Marriott in Minneapolis. It's actually Bloomington is where it's going to be. That is also $10 a ticket. So if you have 20 bucks free this week, you can do Ghost Stories and, and Beyond as well as the Psychic Fair our very own Char Savoy, who you may may remember from such radio shows as this one, will not only be there doing readings for the weekend, but it's also going to be doing a class, The Path of an Empath. That's on Sunday at 1.30 p.m. So definitely please go check that out. Also, I just want to let people know that Sam is not the only writer on this program today as I wrote a 700-word uh, article for the edge magazine that is now out it 's about uh, bridging the gap between the paranormal and metaphysical because there shouldn 't be a gap and uh, I think it 's going to be the start of a string of articles that I will be doing so uh, wherever you can get the edge and they 're you know available back where you could get like city pages around the city go pick it up it 's free it 's a fantastic magazine. Perhaps even more fantastic now, Patrick, that I I have an article in it. I, I'm not here to say what's fantastic or not, but I'm just going to tell you that it is now. So just, just keep that in mind. I will say that is pretty fantastic, though. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, luckily, I didn't have to prod you at all for that. Uh, So if you've missed Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken live, AM 950 replays these episodes Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, or you can listen anytime by going to Spotify or iTunes. After listening, please leave a positive review for my show. I'd greatly appreciate it. Our guest today is lecturer, television personality who appears on many paranormal television shows and author, Sam Beltrusis. We're talking about his recent book, Related to Evil. Super, super fascinating. It's available on Amazon. And please check out his website, sambeltrusis.com. And Sam, we got got some people in the chat who are just like really happy that you're here. First of all, Uh, a gentleman by the name of Dale, who I know, Dale, Uh, he met you at the McIntyre. He was really excited that you're on the show today.
0: Oh yeah, Dell was great. He he was on crutches to the McAteer Villa, but was able to uh, investigate together. It was it was a wonderful experience. So thank you, Dell, for being on the show.
1: Yeah, he he is a phenomenal person. Uh, I I consider him a a friend who has just been really uh, just just a gentle soul. That uh, I mean, he his his wonderment for paranormal is really fantastic. I got a question for you from sure. uh, Pamela on on the chat, and she just wanted to know, did you always wanted to be an author and uh how did you how did you start that that process well,
0: great question because I was about to actually talk about this, so you mentioned mm-hmm. that you just wrote an article for a local magazine that 's kind of how I got started sure. as well uh, so I wrote um. I was a journalist for many years and I wrote a story for uh, a local magazine called Stuff Magazine. Uh, that turned into my first book, Ghost of Boston. And I, uh, I the idea of writing a book uh, was not, it's something I always wanted to do, but what I told myself, it's like basically writing, uh, you know, several articles and like just take it one, you know, one section at a time. And that's how I was able to write my first book, Ghost of Boston. And now I've written 15 altogether. So the idea of just, just keep writing and keep experiencing and eventually uh that you know that that could turn into uh something that is you know, that could turn into a great book. And I think that um you know, like just taking that first step of writing an article for a local newspaper or magazine is a great a great first step.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 also a really good a good way to decide how much you actually want to write. It, it, don't you think it's like if, yeah. if if you're if you're just writing an article and you're like well that's good enough, but I mean to your point, I mean it's like when you're doing a thesis or a capstone, it's the same sort of thing too. You're just you're you're really looking at chapter by chapter, aren't you? It's kind of in trying to you you're not making one book, you're making like maybe 10 to 12, 15 smaller papers perhaps or something.
0: Right. And that's, that's kind of how I first was doing. Now, of course, I think about the whole, the whole book before I write it. Cause I'm like, okay, am I able to actually, is this, is this book worthy or is this article? So mm-hmm. sometimes it's a great idea, but it's just, it doesn't work as a, an entire book. Uh, but yeah, the, it, it is that. It's one page. Uh, you know, I try to write a thousand words a day. Uh, however, I will say since my schedule has been so crazy the past few months, I haven't written a thousand words a day, but, uh, we'll start doing that again. Probably, probably tonight, <laughs> as and, soon as I get, get back from my my trip, because it's just, it's just it's in us to, to keep writing and you know spending time with Richard Estep, uh, we just we we talk about that. I mean, like, do we ever take a break? I mean, it's, we we don't. We just keep we just keep
1: writing. And and I'm going to get back to your book in a second, but I'm, I'm curious by what you just said there. You know, try to write a thousand words a day. Is that that thousand words? Is that always towards something that is a potential project, or sometimes it's just to kind of keep limber with the mind and whatever else of, of, of writing,
0: yeah. So it's it's kind of like working out. You know, you want you want to work out uh, you know as much as you possibly can. And same with the, the writing. So when I do take my my breaks, which I'm I'm currently on a writing break now, uh, you get back and you're kind of rusty when you when you get back. So by kind of keeping maintaining that thousand words a day, uh, it does you know, is it, does it always turn out to be your next book project? No. Uh, I will say that I, you know, now that I've written so many books, I try to try to turn it into something. Uh, yeah, you know, like right now I'm actually writing, uh, an article for haunted magazine. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, a, you know, like a 1500 word article, but I'll be working that on that tonight and this week. Uh, so, so, so yes. Yeah, so you generally, I find a way, everything I do to turn it into something, whether it's a blog post or a, a, a magazine article or a book.
1: That's nice. That's very nice. And then Dale just uh, wanted to say that he hopes to see you again soon. He you mentioned by name. He he did not say hope to see you again, Sam and Greg. Just Sam. So that that's <laughs> hurtful, but that's that's how it goes in this business. Uh, so uh, I, you know, talking about the book, uh, one of the things that you had brought up is you know your your kind of. The 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 desire to go from Florida to go up to the East Coast and and I you know something that kind of popped in my mind when uh, you said that and something you know I've been traveling around the country also for paranormal stuff and and you talk about energy and I mean every place has a very distinct energy and I don't know if people quite understand that but the East Coast really has something that is very to me at least felt very unique to the rest of the country I just curious your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was I was called to New England. It was almost like I, you know, psychically knew that I was supposed to be there. Now, do I like? Yeah, the vibe in Salem specifically. It's and I always kind of say this over and over again. But the land is stained with blood. And you can almost feel it. Yeah. You can feel uh, the 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 dark past uh, in New England, and that goes for the the native population who you know the massacre. But there's a, there was a lot of bloodshed yeah. uh, in part of the country and. Uh, and there are a lot of bloodshed throughout the country but I, I do i do think that there's something specific about it, and also too like you you feel like you're surrounded by history, and I think the history initially called me uh and and it's kept me here uh for many years i i've been i i i'm not a big uh winter i don't love the winters <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but i but i do um I do feel like that it's worth it for me because i because of the history. Uh, and so you know I definitely um, I, yeah the energy here is uh, I would say darker compared to other parts of the country uh, but and there's a lot of layers to it as well
1: you know it's it's so interesting how you say that because I was thinking the same thing about like I've like I've been up to Connecticut and it's been to some very beautiful places very picturesque but even even those areas there feels like there's a layer over it I'm not saying evil or anything like that but it just there's that energy that that hangs over it and and I think there is something Kind of darker, just in general. Not saying that people don't have good lives there or anything, but yeah, I mean, it, there is something very, uh, to me, it's very tangible there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and the, the kind of going through and untangling all of the like the, those layers and the, like the, like really looking at them uh, has been it's been my passion. It's sort of because we we have the 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 history that we've learned, and a lot of it was. Originated in New England, you know, like the Pilgrims coming over. But what about before that? What about the the Native American mm-hmm. population? There, there, there's a lot, a lot here that you know that I, as someone who um, do I identify as a historian? Y- yes and no. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm I I definitely focused on history most of my career, uh, but I also think that it's important to tell history correctly uh, and and to do our best to to give a voice to those who have been marginalized by by traditional history. So that's sort of looking beyond what you read in the history books and and actually digging for the stories of those who who have been overlooked.
1: And there seems to be some sort of like uh, uh, movement over the past like five years or so with authors as yourself. I mean, obviously, Jeff Belanger, very much so, Richard, uh, Shannon, uh, Bradley Byers, all these people who are writing to make sure that they're correcting and making sure history is is being put out there correctly opposed to what we're just hearing on the TV shows.
0: Absolutely. I think that's that is that is what I originally started writing about the paranormal. That was my my my, my point, my purpose because I felt like a lot of what we were getting was sort of like the TV version of history. Yeah. Uh, or whitewashing if you will of, of what really happened. And a lot of, you know, especially with Salem, there's a lot of myths and misconceptions associated with Salem. And, you know, I spent, as a tour guide even, I, I spent a lot of time untangling those myths and misconceptions, okay. but then taking it a step further and then writing about them, uh, and, and, re- and really digging for, uh, the, the correct history. And when I say correct, it's like it, it's almost, it's impossible to be 100% correct. Sure. Uh, and I think, you know maybe correct uh, is focusing on not the you know the the one the ones that have gotten all the glory and all the all this the stories like paul revere and the american revolution uh versus you know, like william dawes who actually made it to Concord. you know like it's a sort it's one of those 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 things that you that you want to focus on the uh, on the ones that didn't get get all the press
1: now do you when using gifts and stuff and you're doing and you're doing the research do, do you get like any sort of like, you know, lack of a better term, like a tingle or something like that that says, no, this, what I'm reading here truly resonates with me. I, I do not doubt this one bit.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting how, so when I first started, like my, by, by, I love spending, like doing all the research and interviewing experts in the field. Uh, and so a lot of what my initial purpose as a, as an author was to, uh, to really dig for the, the truth. And I still do that, uh, but now I kind of use the, I dig for the truth and use my abilities, nice. uh, at the same time. And, you know, as a, even when I was a journalist, I, I remember using my abilities, uh, to dig for the story. I did a lot of true crime, uh, mm-hmm. articles and, 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 stories before, uh, before I started writing books. And I, I feel like that, I definitely do use my abilities. Uh, I've, this past year, I've tried to go to locations that I didn't know the historical backstory, so I could uh, go in without, and I think it's stronger when you don't, you, you don't go in with a narrative that this is what I'm supposed to uncover, uh, and you go in kind of cold, like the McIntyreville. I didn't know anything yep. about it, or, or even the Sally House. I mean, I, I, knew, I knew it was a scary place. That's all I knew about it. Uh, and I've been warned by it, but it's, so I, but I tried this year to go in cold. And I will say that the ghosts do ultimately guide me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's hard. I love the research, so I it's hard not to do a lot of research before going in into a location that I, that I'm planning on writing about.
1: Let's take our last break. When we come back, we're going to finish our conversation with author and lecturer Sam Beltrusis. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM nine fifty. And I just wanted to give another shout out to Native Roots Radio, who's always been there, uh, very supportive of us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Robert Pilot. It's always good to hear your voice during our breaks, and it's always good hearing your voice weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. here on AM 950. Thank you very, very much as always. Next week on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken, we see the return of intuitive medium Jennifer S. Lee for one question readings. This is a great opportunity to get an idea what lies ahead for you. You can call in, do a quick, get a quick reading. She's incredibly gifted as you If you've heard her last time she was on here, she is fantastic. We're not doing mediumship. We're just going to do readings. So please get your questions ready. Next week we're going to have her on for one-question readings. That's uh, intuitive medium Jennifer S. Lee. So please make sure you do that. Uh, For our final segment, we return to our guest today, lecturer, television personality who has appeared on many – paranormal television shows, and author Sam Beltrusis. We're talking about his recent book Related to Evil that is available on Amazon. And please check out his website, sambeltrusis.com. We have, uh, we have a, a, a few minutes left, so we could talk about uh, some of the stuff that you have in the book here. And uh, was this the first time that you went to Lizzie Borden's house to research for this book?
0: So yeah, so the, the, it took like several years for me, for me to actually go inside and spend the night there. <laughs> sure. So, I, yeah, so I, I, I was a journalist before, so I actually um, wrote an article in the in the, the '90s uh, about the, the the murder house being turned into a bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I didn't go inside. I just interviewed uh, Leanne, who was the uh, the owner of the of the property back in the '90s. And uh, so a lot of kind of like skirting around going inside for many years. I, I had recurring dreams, nightmares about about the, the murders uh, for, for many years. Uh, and then I, um, I was able to go inside uh, probably, it was like 2000, it, it was about seven years ago, and then I started going regularly. So... Uh, when I first started writing the book, at, you know, the beginning was the fir- one of the first times, but then it uh, became a normal thing for me to, to go to that house. And I uncovered new stuff every time I would visit.
1: So I, I'm just curious. This thought also came to mind when I was going through the book and stuff. Did this, Did Lizzie Borden recognize you as as relative to her when you went into the house?
0: Yeah, so the, one of the bigger misconceptions is that uh, Lizzie, is Lizzie Borden actually – or Lizbeth, as she likes to be called, is actually at, uh, the murder house, and she doesn't like to, to even, to be called there. So she, okay. a lot of times people call Lizzie to the house, and, uh, I encountered her in Maplecroft, which was her later in life home, mm-hmm. uh, and, and also in Fall River, uh, and, uh, you know, I really felt strongly connected to who I, who I, I, the, the person that I thought I, that I, I thought was Lizzie Borden was not, who I have ultimately got to know. So I got to know Lizbeth uh, at Maplecroft, and mm-hmm. a, a lot. I, I started having more empathy for her uh, compared to how I, I was scared. Of, I was scared of her. She was a caricature yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, and um, so, so. Long story short, I would say she. I have. I encountered her at the murder house. Yes, but she does not
1: like to be called there. Got it. And and you said that she likes to be called Lizbeth.
0: Right. She, there was a couple of things that she, when I was communicating as a, in doing mediumship, commun- communicating with her, uh, she said, call me, Liz Beth. Uh, she said, um, you know, do not call me back to that murder house. And I, and I haven't, I haven't called her back, uh, since doing Curse of Lizzie Borden. And, um, and, and she was, she, she was also wanting, to, uh, for Maplecroft not to be, uh, like the the crime scene, I think that she wanted to ha- kind of have a sanctuary, and that she got her wish. I mean, there was a family that recently purchased Maplecroft uh, with children. I think she would have loved that. I think she would have loved having you know especially she loved the animals, so uh, the, the, if the family has the animals, I think that would really make her happy
1: now in the book you you know in that in the, this in in the book related to evil, uh, Sam Beltrusus. Uh, most recent book, you know, there is, there is portions of the book that are dedicated to Lizzie Borden. In the book, you're basically saying that, you know, we don't know what happened in terms of, you know, everything. We don't have any, you know, we don't have a solid answer. Uh, so is it, is it okay if I ask you, do you have an idea of what happened?
0: Yeah, so the the number one question, uh in in fact I have a recording because when I was filming the uh the T V show Curse Lizzie Borden, my producers were like, I need you to ask, you know, ask Lizzie, did she kill her her father and stepmother? Uh and I heard a blood curling E V P scream uh when I asked that question because I told her I wouldn't ask that. Uh so mm. so yeah yes, I do feel like that uh that she probably was the perpetrator uh but but I don't it's a, it's one of those things that that uh you know in the in the show uh Chris Board with Dave Strader and Chris Fleming yep. uh and myself uh we the idea is that maybe there was, she was taken over by something more sinister. Uh, now, is that, is that a get out of free card? Yes, but I also think that there is, there's definitely lingering energy, not necessarily in the house, but on the land. Uh, and I think that, uh, I think that she, she may have also been gifted like me. There, are, there was something else going on there, uh, that could be potentially paranormal.
1: That's interesting. Uh, and, and, to, and to be completely honest, I have not seen that shock doc. Uh, so I, I need to go check it out. That's on, Dis, uh, that's on Discovery Plus for those who have right. not seen it as well. Um, and we just have about a minute or a minute and a half left here. Uh, you know, there was, there was always talk about there was something that may have happened with the father that kind of got her to find – to kind of take – Action is that considered still, or is that an outdated uh, theory?
0: No, so they're they're, they're definitely. So it it also comes up in in spirit investigations too. So uh, yeah, there was uh, potential uh, abuse, and you see it over and over again. You hear it over and over again when you when you investigate at the murder house. Uh, I you know also the kind of get because I don't want to re-victimize my distant cousin, I don't talk about it a lot, but I do. Yes. Like that is still a theory and that she just snapped. Uh, and and even if you look at the logistics of the house, her, her room was connected to her father's room, which was kind of strange, but there was a lot, there was a lot going, if if anything, there was emotional abuse because he was a very uh, strict stingy man. Like he would, uh, you know, give her, um, little money to be able to survive and so she was uh and he was wealthy so she there was a lot there was a lot of uh, definitely a lot of emotional abuse
1: sam beltrusis is a lecturer television personality who's appeared on many paranormal television shows and author his most recent book related to evil is available on amazon and please check out his website sam com. sam thank you so much and i hope to have you back i'd love to talk about your book uh, ghosts of the american revolution
0: Yeah, Greg, that would be great. Uh, There's a lot more to talk about.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so very much. This has been Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. Thank you all for joining me. Have a great week, everyone, and take care.